Welcome back. My name is Steve, the founder of English and Go. As countries return to pre-pandemic life, something strange is happening in the U.S. A lot of workers, a very high number of workers, are quitting their jobs, looking for something else. These numbers are so large, and they've been going on now for so long. That even has a name. It's being called the Great Resignation. In English, to resign, R E S I G N, or to zurücktreten, means to leave your job on your own. You tell your employer, "I'm not going to work here anymore." And today, we're going to begin the exploration of this topic. This trend of people quitting their jobs started in March of this year, but instead of being a small blip, it is becoming an ever larger mountain. According to recent reporting, more than four million Americans quit their job in the month of August alone. For many American businesses, this is very weird and confusing. But for a German person. The idea that four million people walked away from their jobs in a single month is almost impossible to imagine. It, it's like seeing a, a flying hippopotamus. Because the differences in work culture and job benefits in Germany versus the U.S. are so vast, so fundamentally different, that most people on the one side. Have no idea what it's like to be on the other side. Now I have been on both sides, well, sort of, so I can shine a light on this. As I mentioned earlier, this is a big topic. There's no way we can hope to understand this in one podcast. Therefore, it's helpful to think of this as part one. Our understanding that yes. Germans really are much happier at work, and really do stay longer in their jobs than Americans. We have to first understand this, and then we can begin to understand why so many Americans are walking away from the jobs they had before the coronavirus pandemic. So let's dive in. The first way to compare the two countries' job culture is easy. That's called job satisfaction. How many people say they are satisfied with their job? In Germany, 69% of workers said they were satisfied or even extremely satisfied with their jobs, according to research from the survey company Gallup. The results from the U.S. are different. Again, according to Gallup, only forty-eight percent of Americans rated themselves as satisfied, whereas forty-two percent describe themselves as somewhat satisfied, which means、eh, it's okay. This is a good starting point because what we learn. Is that less than half of American workers say they're really satisfied with their job, 
while almost 70% of German workers say that they are really satisfied with their job. This is a big difference. Another useful indicator that we can use is called time in job. This means how many years a person goes to work in the same place and does the same job. I mean, clearly, people who like their jobs stay in the job longer, whereas people who don't like their job will change their job sooner. Research shows us that the average time in job for an American worker is 4.3 years. Americans are mobile, and yes, it is easy both for an employee to quit their job or for a company to fire their workers. So naturally, the American job market is fluid. In addition, the idea is that younger workers need to shop around for the kind of work that they're good at, so they change jobs more frequently. And older workers are supposed to be in the cut and thrust of office politics to rise above. As I said, that is the idea. However, the reality is wildly different. Because when an American company sees a drop in business, the first thing they do is cut their staff. This is called a layoff. L-A-Y-O-F-F. -F. When a person is laid off by their company, they get no pay, no benefits. Their job is basically over. They have the option, maybe in the future, to apply for their old job again. But essentially, when you're laid off, you're out of work. And now you need to either look for a different job or apply for unemployment or the Arbeitslosengeld. This comes from the state you live in. In most cases, people need to start looking for work almost immediately because the unemployment benefits in most states are very low typically around $1,000 a month, which would equal a job that pays $6.25 an hour. I lost more than one job in America because a company needed to lower their labor costs. It had nothing to do with my performance. Thrown out on less than minimum wage unemployment that often takes weeks to start, a person has a rough ride when they are laid off. During the financial crisis of 2008, and also, of course, last year during the corona pandemic, tens of millions of Americans were laid off within only a few weeks. Companies dropped their workers like they were hot potatoes, and those families found themselves without work and having to file for unemployment. This is extremely stressful for workers and their families. So you have to ask ourselves, how much do companies value their workers when they're willing to lay them off as soon as times get tough? Now, during the coronavirus pandemic, the federal government passed emergency spending to give additional pay to those millions of laid-off workers, allowing them to top up 
their very low state unemployment. This extra pay, this top-up, was a very good idea because it avoided a national homeless disaster. But it raises a question. Now that the economy is better and that federal emergency spending has stopped, why should workers who were laid off try to go back to their old jobs? I mean, perhaps now would be a good time to look for a different job, maybe one that pays better, or maybe offers some additional benefits, or is less likely to end if there's another pandemic. You see, understanding the layoff and rehire system in the U.S. is the first step in understanding why so many Americans are deciding not to go back to their old jobs now that the economy is recovering. By contrast, here in Germany, when a company finds itself in a crisis, it can apply for a program called Kurzarbeit, or reduced work or short-time work. There's no good word for this in English because the program doesn't exist in English-speaking countries. Anyway, when the company's application is approved, that company can now tell its employees that there's not enough work for them to work full-time. So instead, they're still going to work, but they're going to work less. The workers may only work three weeks out of a month, or even two weeks out of a month, but they still keep their job. In the weeks they work, they get their normal pay. In the weeks they don't work, the government pays a part of their salary, between 60 and 67%, for that time that they're not working. This ensures that the workers are not forced to leave their jobs or to look for some lower-paying job just to pay the bills. In addition, the company gets to keep the workers they already have. They don't lay them off. Because when things pick up again, the company simply brings the workers back full-time and things go back to normal. In Germany, there is no layoff cycle when times are bad. With the idea that people have to get a job in a depressed market. This saves companies both time and money because they get to keep their skilled and experienced workers even when times are bad through the Kurzarbeit program. The benefits to the workers are obvious. They're not forced to leave their jobs and look for work in a bad economy. By creating a system that allows a company to hold on to its workers, even when times are tough, and it allows workers to hold on to their jobs, even when there's not as much work as there could be, it creates a system of value both for the company and for the worker. The company understands the value of its workers, and it wants to bring them back as soon as possible. And the worker understands that they're being taken care of, not only by their country, but also by their company. And this can help us understand why, in Germany, the average time in job is nine years. It's more than double the 4.3 years 
of the average U.S. worker's time and job. And I suspect that Kurzarbeit is a big part of that, but it is not the only part. In the interest of time, we will leave it here for now, and in the next podcast, we will explore some of the other protections and benefits for German workers versus their American counterparts. Again, my name is Steve, the founder of English and Go, an English language teaching and consulting company based in Osnabrück, Germany. And I hope you enjoyed this first part of The Great Resignation. English and Go offers lessons online throughout Germany via Teams, Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, and whatever video conferencing program you prefer. We also offer hybrid or in-person classes in the greater Osnabrück region. Please contact us at englishandgo.de for more information.